0: I thought you knew him. Um, you guys had such a, he's, yeah, cool. He's very personable. We're all the fucking
1: same it. at the end of the day. We're just a yeah. bunch of fucking dorks. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Inside our pants will spew a stinky number two. You'll be crapping in your pants with me.
0: We apologize for the
2: interruption, but before we proceed, a brief announcement. Periodically, throughout today's episode, you'll be hearing this sound. To cover the names of people who think they're important, and products whose companies don't pay us to mention them. Again, the sound is, thank you.
0: Now back to the show.
1: Welcome to the Crap in Your Pants podcast with Rob and Ken. My name is Ken.
0: Hey guys, I'm Rob.
1: And this week we have Nick. He is a photographer. He is based in New York, and he has got an amazing story about a music festival. Is there any like way you would prep the audience for this story, Rob?
0: It's about music and poop. <laughs> All
1: right, let's get into it. We are blessed and honored to have our guest, Nick. He is a photographer in New York City to share his story today. He's a fabulous humanitarian. Uh, Nick, what's happening, brother? How are you? Good. How's it going, man? Very, very good. You got a great story. Let's just fire it off, man. All right. Are you guys familiar with Firefly Music Festival? I'm not.
2: Okay. So it's a four-day long music festival. It goes from Thursday to Sunday. And uh, I've had the privilege of going a couple of times being on some different teams within my industry.
1: Where does it take place?
2: Uh, It's in Dover, Delaware. And I'm in New York City based. So we drive down. It's not like an insane drive. It's like a four-hour drive.
1: What kind of bands?
2: Um, That year, so this was 2018. So that year, I just looked at the lineup because I don't see any of the bands in my position. I'll explain what I do in a little bit. But it was like Arctic Monkeys, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and famously for this one, Odessa, um, if the the e- big EDM group with the drum line and shit, um, and it, it's it's a pretty big music festival. They've had Green Day in the past. They've had Halsey. I mean, the, any place with Eminem and Kendrick Lamar is a pretty
1: yeah. That's same. huge.
2: Yeah, it's like one of the the bigger ones in the United States. Um, so my job was I was working for the sponsor, like the main drink sponsor. I'm not going to say the name. Um in the artist lounge and the, what they wanted me to do was basically take pictures of artists drinking their product, but they didn't want me to approach the artist. So it was kind of like a weird, like I had a super long lens and just like grabbing random photos. It was a weird, like stalker thing. I did. I felt very uncomfortable because if I went up to these artists as well and be like, Hey, can I grab a picture of you? they would either a put the drink down, or be what is this for and i can't say it's for the drink sponsor because they're also a major label if you want to guess what drink sponsor this is um and also it's just like it feels weird to be like uh well i'm not sponsored why, why do i want to take you know what i mean so and especially this is the artist area this is where this is like what are the artist lounge so you don't want to be like too in the phase you kind of want to be like you know, lurking. I had a big 7,200 lens. Do
1: they put up a sign out front that's like, if you go into the artist lounge, you consent to being photographed?
2: All all this work was going for internal use only. Like none of it was severed to see the light of day, but they paid well and it was a gig. And I had someone who hired me to do this so he can shoot the bands. So he would take a big cut from me and he's a friend of mine. I get, I get the grift, like, don't get me wrong. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you'll hear what happens later um so i want to start this out by saying this weekend like we i've done this before with him and it was great i had a great time i got to see some of my favorite bands the years before i saw Blink 182 um i remember seeing uh the, the at the time there was a band called the shelters i really liked and really into their opening up tom petty at the time i was early into them i got to see them like it was cool this was like over the course of like two years i've done this gig and so the, this year was a little bit different because he just hired me straight up to do this so he could shoot bands. And like, a little fucked up. Like, we're, we're working as a team and you're also taking a big cut of my pay because you're outsourcing this. But like whatever. Uh, hands up. I get it. It's, it's, it's an understandable situation. So what was not an understandable situation, and this is where he puts me in, was Thursday and Friday night, usually we go back to the hotel at this time. Oh, the photographer uh, was uh, um, in disputes with his wife and he was seeing someone else on the side. And so we were sharing a hotel room.
1: And <laughs> this is so, not where I expected so you
2: to go, goes, with it, but I love it. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. He goes, I found you a tent Thursday and Friday night that you're going to stay in. And I went, are you fucking kidding me? And he went, no. And I went, how am I gonna shout cha- dude? What the fuck, man? And like this was like a week before, and I already agreed to it. So I'm like, fine, I'll roll with the punches. I'm a team player or whatever. Go go fuck some girl 15 years younger than you that's fucking weird, like a waitress down in fucking Ocala or whatever. Um and so that's the start of my week. So Thursday happens. I do my job. It's fine. Friday happens. I do my job and I start drinking a little bit because there's nothing to fucking do when all the artists like in the lounge, like they want to go see some of the bands as well. And so like when the main headliners are playing, there's no one fucking there. I'm just bored. And with kind of with my dick in my hand, be like, I don't know what to do. Like, what am I going to do? Take a picture of the five people just drinking in the artist lounge that that are just crew members of the bands? like, no, I'm not like, I'm good. Like, you know, so I, I, I'm not. I also want to say this. I shoot clubs. I shoot nightlife photography. I know how to drink and do my job. And I'm, I'm and I'm not saying I'm a professional drinker by any means. But I also know my limits. And like being at a music festival, there are some things you need to think about. A, the food isn't very good. B, like especially artist catering, like that gets to your stomach a bit. Like it, it it really like it's instant food, no one's cooking on site, it's all reheated. And I'm not saying that's a bad way to go about it, but like it's it's not great. Especially when you don't really have access to like a toilet other than a couple of like trailers and porta-potties. And let, let me tell you, it was not smelling good in either of those.
0: Nick, what kind of food are we talking about here? Uh,
2: I don't remember, but it's it's probably like chicken and like with like a, a sauce over it or some shit. Like, tra- like trays, like curing kind of style. Yeah, it's like trade food. It's like trade reheated hot food. Like, you know what I mean? Like, every, every day was different. There was probably a taco day, which was the worst idea for a music festival, let me tell you. Um, but like, it, I don't remember the food as much. I remember the situational circumstances that led me to this point. Okay, so this dude has already pissed me off and we we were supposed to do this together. And he just kind of tells me to fuck off, do the job. And he, he doesn't like come in for me. Like, you know, I'll be honest with you. Saturday, I want to see Eminem. Like, come on. That's a, that's an artist I grew up with. I'm 28 years old. Like Eminem hit me when I was like from eight years old or like 13, like that was my shit. And like, it makes sense. He was culturally relevant. Uh, Eight mile came out in the time that I was like, you know, like becoming like a, a cognitive human being, like, it was in the cultural zeitgeist like, you know, I want to see Eminem and I could not see Eminem. And so I was just like, fuck, dude, Like, are you fucking kidding me? I've been in this fucking tent all fucking week or weekend, whatever. This is Saturday at this point. And I'm just pissed and I'm whatever. It, it, sorry about that. It is what it is. Um, so he does whatever he does. Um he comes back and there's like a late night set. I forget who it is. You can like look up the schedule and you can like find him. Um But when <laughs> I also like to uh, dabble in, in, in substances every now and then, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a man of culture. It's a, uh, it's, you are, you are, you are in a safe space. Okay, Yeah. yeah. So I'm, um, so I'm already drinking a little bit again. This is like the second night and you know, uh, someone offers me a little bit of Molly and I'm like, that sounds great. Uh, I I'm good with drugs. I want to, I, I don't want to be like, I'm a good drug user, but like, I, I know to do a little bit and great, right, You know, if I need to do more, I can always do more not to do too much. I, mean, I, I know the rules of drugs. Um, I'm not an idiot. Um, but what no one told me was that I wasn't supposed to do Molly two days in a row. No <laughs> one told me. That. So I'm so Saturday I'm rolling towards the end. I, i'm forgetting that i missed eminem it's fine i'm having a good time we go back sunday it's the last day of the festival and like this is the slowest day and i can actually leave my post at some point because i already got most of what you need like you wanted the drinks i got photos of the drinks you wanted at wides of the, the place i got all that you want people interacting with all the activations i got all the photos of that and i took pictures of like ever uh, everyone that was playing that was like somewhat of like a, like a a bigger act that wasn't like Eminem. You know what I mean? Sunday happens. And the last two acts of the day were Kendrick Lamar and Odessa. And I remember Joe being like, we should do some Molly for Odessa. And I went, that is a great fucking idea. <laughs> and so uh, I got a couple pictures of Kendrick. We put our camera bags back. Go see. We we had a he had a golf cart. Let me say he, because I could not read my post, he had a golf cart and uh, drove us to Odessa. We do some Mali. Um By some, I mean a lot. And uh, how much is <laughs> a lot? I I mean I, I did a couple bumps. I, that's a lot for me. Okay, so you're 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 hitting yeah, it up I'm, on I'm the nose. I'm not doing a pills or anything. Yeah, it's like powder form. Uh, and I'm also drinking. Like you remember, I, I'm like my, the 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 sponsored drink company is an energy drink. So all the booze I'm drinking has fucking energy drinks in it. So I'm on Molly, booze, and Red Bull. That's not great. <laughs> so you see what this is doing? I'm also eating the shittiest food. I'm also like, not, you no, know, like I'm definitely not using the bathroom as much as I should be because I think the best thing.
1: The, the lights are down. The crowd is, is, is waiting. We can see a shadow in the background. The stage is set for well, performance. I'm glad, now. I'm glad you can see it because I did not see it.
2: So, long story short, uh, Odessa ends, and there's a staff party. And to put in perspective, how fucked up I was at this point. Uh, one of the Getty photographers looked at me straight in the face and went, "You know, like we're waiting for we're, we're waiting for drinks at this point at the the you know the staff party." And uh, he goes, you know, this is like type type of thing, you can go behind the bar, like, make your own drinks, like, just to fuck with me. And I went, oh, that sounds like a great idea. And I went behind the bar and started pouring drinks, like, and the bartender's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, he told me I could go in. Like, that's how fucked up I was. Um, And then I don't know what happens because I kind of brown out a little bit and I wake up and my head is like this on a picnic table. (laughs) Um, So let's fast forward. I get to the hotel somehow. That's fine. Sleep Monday morning. We drive back. So we're on the way back. And I guess like we had to rush out because he needed to do something like in the afternoon. And I didn't get to do my morning rituals. It's like, whatever. My stomach's not feeling the best. Like, obviously, I did Molly two days in a row. My serotonin's fucking depleted uh i'm recovering from a hangover i ate the shittiest food and like we're not gonna stop and have a good meal we're probably gonna have some more shitty food and like my stomach is pretty good usually i'm a big boy i can handle it But like this this is just the not mix and i remember something happened and we hit a bump and i sneezed i sneezed really hard and that pressure like i don't know if you've ever had like a sneeze so hard that like it created pressure but it Created pressure and I'm like, oh fuck! I just shit my pants and I'm in I'm in Mercedes right now. Okay, he is driving <laughs> back and I am in a state of panic. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck! And I'm like, I feel it. Like, I I feel, it's it's not like a like a, a log. It's like it's it's like splash because I'm sitting. You know what totally. I mean? And I'm like, I'm wearing shorts as well. Like, I'm wearing probably jorts if I had a guess. Like, that's probably my attire. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck! And I yell at (laughs) you. And my instant reaction was, I open up the window, and I don't like, I immediately go, like, luckily, like in 0.25 miles, like within this drive, there was a gas station. Fucking pull over right now! (laughs) He goes, what? I'm like, I, I have emergency. Go. You don't even go in. He pulls over. I'm like, pop the trunk. He pops the trunk, and I ruffle through my bag, and I grab underwear i put it in my back pocket because i know i just fucking destroyed myself like i, 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 I can feel it and you can smell like i think you can smell it because it's on me but i am not mentioning it. i just shit my pants this dude so i put my underwear in and i'm roughly goes fuck i can't find the baby wipes and i just i didn't have baby wipes i just wanted to put it diversion, version so he didn't see me grab underwear uh close the trunk go into the uh go into the gas station bathroom it is awful it is disgusting. Like it, it is the quintessential gas station from fucking I-95 or whatever. It's just like it's bad. And it's not just like like a like a center. It is a like gas state.
1: I, I remember on 95 coming up that path, going to a gas station, and it had all of the um the the blood marks from people shooting up on the ceiling. And I just looked at the ceiling and I was like, oh, that's bad. You're
0: in like that's that's like you might as well be in like UN. Like refugee um, camp, like know, crisis. My,
2: they, they seem to have more class in the gas station bathroom a little <laughs> bit. So I'm in, and I I immediately take take off my pants. I don't even assess damage, and I have like I have to shit. So I just like I'm going to town on this toilet, and I am like like to the point where like I'm I'm wiping as I go. Like it's bad. Like it is fucking bad. It's one of the worst shits I've ever taken. Um. And I hear a knock, and I'm like, dog, you're going to give me a minute. <laughs> you know how
0: many times that's been said in that bathroom, though? <laughs> dog, I need a minute. Yeah, I, are you uh, – do, does it hurt? Are you in pain?
2: I don't – I was more, in like, painfully embarrassed. And, like, I was, like, in, like – I was in, like, fight or flight mode, if that makes any sense. Like, I was, like, I need to defend myself. I need to, like – I need to make sure this is good.
0: Are you flushing as you go? Like, cause it sounds like it's just a, Oh no, no. So you okay. will see the
2: problem in a second.
0: Okay. Um, okay. And, I'm, and I'm
2: using large amounts of toilet paper. Cause I'm like, this is like the messiest shit I've ever taken. And I look down in my underwear. destroyed. Gone. Gone. So I, I immediately take off my pants, take off my underwear, and throw them in the fucking little bin that probably has some needles. Like, you know what I mean? And I, I throw some paper towel on top of it, not to show anyone that I just put my fucking shit-filled underwear into the little bin. Um, and so I am like I, I am going, I'm going, and I flush. And of course what happens, it gets clogged. This was not my favorite day in the world. <laughs> um, and I, I get the plunger, I fucking do it, I fucking do it. I fucking do it. And then I look at my shorts and my shorts aren't too bad, but there's like a, there's there's definitely a line. And I'm like, all right now I have to clean out my fucking shorts. I'm getting soap. I'm like scrubbing my shorts and there's like, it's all wet. Whatever. Jo- Joe's still in the gas station. I, I just tell him I'm fucking bad. I come out. Uh, eventually I get everything situated, put up the new underwear, put on my jorts. I go out. I see a guy. We make eye contact. and I just said, sorry, dude. And I slide him into the bathroom. <laughs> like Get some like Pepto or Tums or some bullshit. Get it. Go. And I, when I open the door, I notice there is a brown mark in the mark of his leather Mercedes passenger seat. That's definitely from me shitting my pants. <laughs> uh, and I just don't bring it up. I'm just like, I'm not even going to acknowledge I'm going to say this was here beforehand, he has kids Could be dirt And we don't talk about it When we've never talked about it Ever since <laughs> I've never brought it up to him I've shit in his fucking car I've never brought it up to him in that car ride uh, It's been like four years later Still never brought it
0: up Right now, okay So god damn it, so Because you're breaking, you're breaking news here It's to uh, To and I'm thinking, like, did did his? I assume it didn't work out, right? His like troubled marriage didn't work out. No, like, they,
2: they got divorced.
0: So it's is it like one of those things where where uh, you know, he rolls up back, and then one of the kids is like, "Daddy, what's that in the seat?" And then the wife's like, "I knew it. You had that fucking hair <laughs> and your fucking Mercedes." No, he he got Shit me off first, the actually. seat. Huh? I didn't get to see him go back to his wife again. I'm just curious because someone someone um, had some explaining to do. Is my point. Well, it
2: wasn't like a it wasn't like anything other than a shit stain. <laughs> like I don't think you're gonna get like oh you see, like I also don't think his
1: wife knew. <laughs> I have a theory on this too that you know what he fucking deserved that for the tent move. Right. I you know, the 10 move was really
2: bad, man. And I was not I, it was with a stranger as well. Like, I don't know this girl. This girl also doesn't know me.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
2: I'm a fucking weirdo. Like <laughs> you don't fucking know me.
1: She doesn't know you, that's the point.
2: Like, yeah, that's well, I don't know how they got to her to agree. Like, good honestly, good for them for Fernay going that bad on me for being like, yeah, all right.
0: Not get me my own fucking room, you cheap piece of shit. It, it's also like just like the 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 gall to like present it that way. Like, hey, good good news, bud. I found you a tent. It's like I made arrangements. It's like it's like saying, hey, I found you a tree to piss on. What what do you think? You know. Uh, and and I already agreed to it, and I'm like, well, Eminem's playing, and I didn't even
2: get to fucking see Eminem. <laughs> And I'm like that's, that's, like, that's not even like the music taste I have currently, but whatever. Like, that's, that's nostalgia for me. It hit, it hit me with something good. was not
1: good. Kendrick was great, though. I get it, because like, I think my music festival days are behind me at this point, but I did attend quite a few on quite a large amount of Molly as well. Although, you know, back in the day, we called it ecstasy. I get the thrill and the like, no, this is like an adventure and it's fun. And you're like, I'm going to see that artist that, yeah, I don't think about them or listen to them, but they were an important part running on enthusiasm to like carry what is not a, what is like, we'll just call it a suboptimal situation.
2: And and also I want to say, I wasn't getting paid like badly as well. It's just, he was making, there was that also notion of like, oh, you're going to shoot the bands and you're going to have me do all the work that like you normally do. And you're going to pay me, let, let's say it was even 50% of like what the, uh, what the budget was. Cause I kind of know what the budget is now. Yeah, and I'm like, really, man, like you're going to pay me, like, let's, let's say he made five, like it was $5,000 budget. You're going to pay me to like $500 a day to do this. And you're going to, you're going to pocket 3k. Yep. It's a little, not do any of the work. It's a little like you know, it's a little fucked up, man. And then the ten situation, the ten situation was, was what got me. It, 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 I shouldn't have. I should have said now. But I think uh, I won.
0: I at first, I mean, I don't know him, so I'm, I don't. I'm not trying to say I'm judging the guy, but like based on your description and your experience, uh, it made me a little. I, I I had a little twinge in my eye when you said he drove a Mercedes. So I'm like, of course you drive a Mercedes, and you would take it to a music festival, right? Yeah, better, better, yeah. Be- better that you soiled that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, and I, I would call it. You you used the phrase "brown out." You browned out. You had a brown out, like because of all the, um, the all the good times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this. I mean, I, I just this is a little bit of brown justice in my mind. Yo, <laughs> I see what you did there. Hey, man, don't don't stoke the bear. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Were there any
1: lessons that you were able to take from this whole experience that maybe uh, altered your uh, approach to photographing music festivals or even going to music festivals? Yeah, Jews don't camp. (laughs) (laughs) Go to hell.
2: If I, if I happen to do camp at a music festival, give me an RV. I'm never going to fucking tent with a stranger again, unless, uh, you know, something great happens. And, uh, yeah, I think that's the only lesson I've really learned. And, um, I maybe don't eat
1: the catering for eight meals a day or eight
2: meals for the entire duration.
1: And, uh, under, understanding consumption. Yeah. Across I, I all mean, forms. Not opposed to consumption, but just understanding it. And yeah, maybe
2: understanding that maybe like, you know, the drug that depletes your serotonin and like
0: destroys your body probably shouldn't be done two days in a row. No, no, hot take. Hot take, guys. But it, you know, relatively speaking, and Ken and I have heard a good number of these stories by now, it sounds like you did the best you could. I mean, you kind of went as best as you could, muster it and right, like you know. Shitting. I would say shitting my pants and that like the gas station immediately coming up
2: was the best case scenario. Like, like what else would it, would it, like, I don't know what would happen if that gas station didn't like I, the panic and like, again, the fight or flight. I, I, I couldn't wait a mile. Like, I don't know if like at that point, like I would have had to go out and like, what we like take off my pants, take off my underwear in the woods and like fucking do that shit. But like I, I I don't know what I would have done. Um, because that's a you can you can only like prep for so much and be like I would have done this, dude. When you're in that fight or flight moment and you have shit running down your fucking underwear and you're like, oh, I just shit my pants for the first time since I was what a toddler. That that instinct just goes straight into uh, just you know, and fight or flight is the best way to describe it.
1: Well, Nick. Thank you so much for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. It was wonderful to have you on as a guest. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, dude, Rob, that Nick is like, that was, that was incredible. It it brought back so many memories for me of going to music festivals. Like, I think I remember being at Coachella, um, taking, taking ecstasy, and then like, it was really, really good ecstasy. And I like sat in the middle of the field and just sat sat there and then just vomited for like two minutes. And then like got up and went back to the festival. Like, it's like festivals sort of have that. I'm glad we got that story. You seem you seem very comforted by that shared experience. I absolutely. If we ever did a podcast about hallucinations that you have at festivals, I could contribute at least three stories to that. So
0: Nick's experience was definitely very real. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to say.
1: He's just fucking awesome. Well, let's. I think I think he led us into a place where we can talk for this this week's turd lingo segment. Turd lingo. The word. And I think Nick embodied this is power dump the power dump
0: it is uh, implicit in this terminology is power uh is is velocity if force um there's a certain dare i say emergency nature to it. the evacuative force is highly significant and noteworthy I think
1: a strong a testament to the power dump is when it it you know a power dump is in action when your first thought is, I'm going to have to clean the toilet up after this one. There's going to be some splashback.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of givens with the power dump, like the way he described the way he described the lead up to it. It's like I just couldn't I was just imagining when like you said the way you used to pack like a, a cannon, like on a pirate ship back in the day and you used to like pack it with the charge and then light the fuse. And it would just be, and then would you cross your fingers and you never knew, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's something explosive on, in some direction, right? Somewhere. shit, Stuff's going to fly around. I don't know. You know, and you might get struck with it lightly, you know? Yep. Um, you know what it is? It's the, there's an air of like complete loss of control and instability. I think it's like, it's just like. A, it, an uncontrolled explosion as opposed to a controlled explosion. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Turd Lingo. You know what? I, I have to also, I have to ask as well, not ask, I have to, um, I ponder as well. He knew to wipe as he went, like he was trying to mitigate like the damage as he was going, but he didn't flush like often. You know what I mean? Like that's interesting. Interesting technique. I, I don't know. I, I just figured you'd want to get it out of there as soon as it came out. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a lesson that comes a little bit
1: later in life is like, like, no, no, no. You got to like, you got to like regulate your flushing as you're moving. Cause through he paid this. for it. Right. He clogged a thing. It's something I didn't learn until you make the mistake like twice. And then you're like, oh. right? you
0: got to make that error. And then like, you'll never forget. And it takes a
1: few like accidents to like get to that point or, or a few nights of really rough living to, and then the flood the next day to be like, oh, I got, I got to, I got to regulate and make sure that this thing is make sure this, make sure the piping is moving. You know when my piping is not working so well uh,
0: there's always an opportunity to learn something new, and this episode I learned about um the effects of Molly in particular. I think that was a new one for uh for the for the series um It reminds me of something I'd like to term as not the downside but the brown side of doing drugs um we've <laughs> we've we we've, we've we've come across some stories coke. Right. Ecstasy, Coke, um, Molly now. Molly now. Yeah. Yep. They don't tell you that kids when you look when the cool kids are doing them in the hallways. They don't tell you about the brown side.
1: They do not tell you about the brown side. That actually probably would have been a better anti-drug campaign than anything. Nancy Reagan put together.
0: Imagine if she was like. Just say no. Was it just say no? Was that was was, it was that just say no. no? Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Just say No. Or you'll shit yourself.
1: That would have been a far more effective campaign for me in like the high school years to be like, if you do drugs, you'll shit yourself. I would have been like, fair enough. Maybe I don't want to do drugs. clear. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking clear. Um, Anyway, this perfectly leads into this week's shard at the devil. Shard at the devil. Which is accident prone by the band Jawbreaker.
0: To the one you claim to love
1: And still smile to your Your newfound friends In the same confusing breath you Pulled away, draw me in I wanted you Rob, somehow I don't really think that song is about shitting your pants, but it is. It is one of my favorites, so. <laughs> like, like, which mid-90s uh, alt-band that has had a renaissance in the last few years wrote a song that has nothing to do with shitting your pants, but will manipulate the title to make it so. Thank you for listening, and for the Crap in Your Pants podcast with Rob and Ken, my name is Ken.
0: And I am Rob. Keep shitting. Not that you have a choice.
1: Inside our pants we'll spew a stinky number two You'll be crapping in your pants with me